Hey now, all you spooky cool cats and kittens. Hello, it's almost that time. We're a week away from October. I'm done. Christian, the fuck? It's funny because it feels like it was July last weekend, and now we're at the back nine of September, which is... it's crazy to me. It's crazy. September twentieth, right now, is when we're filming this. So time we flies. We shouldn't start talking about. We shouldn't start talking about time flying because every time we do it, devolves into death, and it devolves into religion, and then it just Fermi paradox and all that shit. Y'all have heard us talk about it before, yeah. but yes, time's flying, dude. It's crazy. I was actually like getting Halloween decorations out the other day, and I was like, "Am I doing this too soon?" And I was like, oh, "Honestly, not really. No." I pull mine out in July. Well, especially you. I don't know why you do that. It's like 100 degrees there still in July. I mean, it's 100 degrees here. Oh, you're under the impression I decorate outside. Well, <laughs> I decorate inside. Because if it's for me to enjoy, not anybody else. I can give a rat's ass what they think. You know. Yeah, I do both. I do both. I always have. So, yeah, we are here tonight to give you guys a show about it's gonna be a hodgepodge of nothingness christian did say he had one topic there's always plenty of stuff for us to talk about so you know we'll just kind of shoot from the hip here um christian i know you saw i i posted uh, i got my billy today um and for any of you guys that might get this and haven't looked up how to work it like i didn't uh because i pulled the tab out the try me tab and then i was like how is this supposed to work i watched a tiktok to find out you just gotta press his eyes bro and his eyes light up. Nice little. Does LED. the mouth move? No, it doesn't. But it looks like it does, which is what right. pisses me off. That's um, why I was asking. I would have loved to make him talk. Um, but yeah, yeah, got the Billy popcorn bucket. They they had the cups, but I was like, I double dipped with Scream, and I got the cup too, and I haven't used the cup since. So it's yeah. like, you know, whatever. I'll just get the popcorn bucket. But they only had three yeah. left. Now theory. let me ask you this. Uh, I like it. You know, I, I think it's a step up like with the uh, colored eyes. I think that's even cooler than the ghost face thing that they did last year. Um, is there a, the cup, is the cup literally the same thing with a hole for a straw at the top? Yeah, pretty. I think it, it might be a little bit smaller. I don't know. I didn't like put them side by side. I just saw them. Uh, but yeah, it's just got like a straw. And that's another reason why I didn't double dip. I was like, it's like the same design. It's the same like, fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost face one was like a body. It was like a ghost face body when then like the straw that goes in the top. So I bought the cup there too, but yeah. this one is like the same. So I was like, I don't, but he asked me too, when I was buying it, I walked in and uh, to the, t- like past the ticket area. I was like, I'm just getting a popcorn tub. They're like, Oh, you're good. I went to the cashier. He's like, do you want popcorn in it? I was like, Oh no, no. I was like, but I might bring it next week with me. Put popcorn in it. I did that for my screen one and I just washed it out. So, uh-huh. Well, I was going to say, like, the, the reason I didn't get the cup, I, so what happened was some, I think it was Disc Father, somebody like said, they made like a post and luckily I saw it right when he posted it. It was Cinemark's website selling those. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and order it. You know, I'll order it and I'll get it when I get it because I really liked it. And it saw, are you kidding me? So when I was on the website, they were like the cup that was in the picture for the promotion, it was the same thing with the straw. And I was like, that's cool, but you'd have to be a real asshole to walk around. Oh, what's going on, dude? Oh, let me get a sip real quick. 
drink yeah. out of a fucking, you gotta hold your mm-hmm. cup like this. Yeah. I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm gonna get the popcorn bucket and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the need for it either, but it was, it was funny because I was talking to him about that. I was like, yeah, I was, you know, talking to a couple of friends. They were trying to buy it. And, uh, you know, the website was just, it just like couldn't handle the demand. And the guy was like, yeah, it like totally crashed our website. He was like, because ever since, I want to say it was Scream that really started it. Uh, he was like, people just know we're going to sell them online now. So as soon as it gets announced that it's going to be on there, everybody flocks to there to buy it rather than going to their local theater to get it. Uh, which makes sense for someone like you that doesn't have a Cinemark. Don't near have you. a Cinemark, yeah. Yeah, but you know where I live, there's two Cinemarks within 10 miles of me. So like, that's why when this got posted last week, I was like, I'm just going to get one in person and not even have to deal with the online shit because, and I called ahead of time and they said, yeah, we're going to get them next, uh, next Wednesday. And I was like, all right, can I like put my name down for one? And then I went and picked it up after work. So it's what is 20, 2688 after tax, I think. So dude, if I would have got the popcorn in it, then you paid for the popcorn, right? You should have just put the fucking no, it's popcorn a different in price. It. It's a different price. It, oh, they sold it for a different price. Yep, yep. It's more to have the popcorn in it, but I don't know, say. man. I'm also, I'm debating. Cause I brought my ghost face one to scream six and I had them put my popcorn in that. Uh, it was kind of a bitch to clean out. And with these led eyes, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Honestly, I really don't. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's pristine. I do think it's better than the ghost face one. I don't care what anybody says. Um, even if just for the added feature of what does I say? The eyes light up. It's just, that's even cooler. Well, not just that Christian. I mean, it's not ghost fault that his face is so plain, but like the detail on this is really good. Like, it is when, whenever it you is really whenever good. you shit yeah whenever you send me that video I was like oh dude that's even better than your picture and it says saw X on the bottom so oh that's so cool you know that's like it's really cool that they're doing that and it's like why haven't they been doing that missed opportunity with Halloween every Halloween they could have done a pumpkin bucket popcorn bucket with like dude, Halloween ends on there or Halloween I kills got the moldy Myers mask bucket oh. Oh. it's silly i mean it's a completely missed opportunity and i think it gets people like i mean i th- i wonder i wonder if you know cinemark realized last year with that like holy shit these horror fans like they if you put toilet paper out with ghost face on it yep. they'll buy it they will go out like they will buy it so i i hope that this is a trend that we'll keep seeing because it's fun and it makes going to the theater a fun experience it's like oh let's hurry up you know, let's try to go get the popcorn bucket. Yeah. yeah I, for, I, I, tech- um, what I did it for? for Transformers as well. Uh, I didn't get it because that one was like 30 some odd dollars. And I was like, ah, I don't, I can't justify that. Like um, it was Optimus Prime's head and his eyes lit up blue and it was like really cool. But I think he told me it was like 37 or something like that. And I was like, I'm not doing that for a popcorn tub. And then you guys might've heard and went, well, you spent 26 on Billy. Yeah, but it's Saul. Like it's it's Saul. Like, and it was that's ten bucks cheaper. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things. Because when I went to buy this, I was just buying this. When I went to Transformers, I had just bought my ticket. I had bought concessions. I wasn't about to drop another almost forty dollars on a popcorn tub. I wasn't going to do it. So yeah, I it's crazy what stuff costs at the goddamn movie theater, dude. I remember like we went to see uh, Demeter. And said so he just wanted like a small bag of fucking snow caps, or whatever. Like that'll be nine dollars. I'm like, God damn, man, y'all are some dude. This is this is the true crime of America, you rat son of a bitches. 
Uh, I'm not so convinced that they're not cutting these fucking movie studios in on this concession shit too. Um, you know, um, but I have what's called, it's called Tinseltown and I didn't realize it, but I, they are under the Cinemark umbrella, I guess. Uh, so they're Cinemark theaters. So, so I think they get that kind of stuff because I see it all. I see it. I remember when I went to go see, um, what did I go to the theater last to see? I can't remember. I went to the, the theater nun. to see something. The nun. No, well, I'm sorry. I'm lying. Something before that I went to go see. Uh, talk to me. It was talk to me. Talk to me. And I remember, I remember the I got movies a, he sees in, in in succession more than he does. I know. I did. I if I can remember certain stuff, but a lot of stuff, dude, I literally can't remember a fucking thing. Yeah, it was the meter. I, it was talk to me, and then it was the nun. It was that's right. So I remember yeah. when I went to talk to me, I went to the Tinsel Town because I was like, if Sydney doesn't go to the theater with me. I'll, I'll go drive 30 minutes to go to the theater because I'm like, well, if, if I'm going to go, I'd, I'll pay to relax and be comfortable and sit in a nice chair with space. We don't have to have some nasty non-deodorant wearing son of a bitch next to me. And so I remember when I went there, they had some kind of it's another kind of superhero movie. The blue, the blue, blue, uh, blue, the blue man group, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, the yeah. blue beetle. And they had all those uh what you call it? Because I remember I was I was like, "Hey, give me the biggest Diet Coke you got." She goes, "Do you want the Blue Beetle cup?" I said, "What the what? Oh, Blue Beetle! It's the new uh, superhero film." I was like, "I'm gonna pass on that." <laughs> so they had all that though. So, it, but it's a it's a drive. So I mean, like, I would be so devastated if I told myself, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the theater. I'm gonna go see uh, Saw." And I'm going to get my popcorn bucket and I'm going to fucking just shove my head in that thing and eat all that popcorn, have a great time. And then if I get there and I, I don't get it, oh, the movie's ruined for me. The movie's ruined for me. I don't care if that's petty or babyish. Like the movie yeah. is fucking ruined if I don't get my and, popcorn bucket. And honestly, Christian, the thing is with like how we are nowadays too, um, these, these never make it to opening day. They never do. So if you go there opening day to see the movie, they're already sold. Gone. They're gone. Yeah. They, they just don't make it. So yeah. You have to do it ahead of time, and it sucks. But also for Transformers, the po they had another popcorn. Uh, I guess you would call it tub. I don't know. It was it was literally Optimus Prime semi, and like the back of the semi opened for the popcorn. And then for Barbie, they had like I don't know, is that like a Corvette or a Porsche or whatever she drives? They had that for a popcorn bucket too. They're like You're kidding really. Me. Oh, they're doing it up now, man. Like they're they're really doing it up. Like, but it's different theaters. Like Cinemark's Barbie one was the one that I got, which was the the metal collectible one. But I think AMC was the one that had like the car uh popcorn tub. So like it's almost like these theaters are every big release, these theaters are like competing with each other now to be like, we're gonna have the coolest memorabilia and collectibles. And it's like Do you have an AMC by you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I just I go which to Cinemark. What's the difference? Like what which one's better? I mean, AMC's pricier, um, but I I really wouldn't say there's much difference, dude. Cinemark's what about the chairs? Uh, I believe they're very similar. The Cinemark I go to, it's the recliner ones. The back goes back. The legs go up. Like, it's, you know, you got two cup holders. Like, yeah, I, I've never had an issue. I go to my Cinemark. If I get a ticket for myself, just a standard format showing, um, ticket for myself, uh, like a medium popcorn and a large Coke, I end up spending like 25 bucks, which really isn't bad for all of that. Cause it's like, 
seven bucks for the popcorn, six bucks for the Coke, 12 bucks for my ticket. So it's really not bad. It's just like going out and buying a new Blu-ray. Uh, so yeah. Is that I mean, a, is that a, are you knocking me right now? No, no. Is that a knock? You, you motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Cause I do hear like it, but you go to a theater, like I went to, um, theater called Sinopolis, which is like about 20 minutes away from my house. It's definitely a higher end theater in a higher end part of town. But I went there the day that I was doing uh talk to me and the Meg too, because I needed to be able to see them where I could do it back to back and not have to uh -huh. wait like an hour. Right. Uh, Sinopolis was playing, talked to me first. And then I had like a half hour to get to the other theater for Meg too. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. So I went to Sinopolis. They got like a full bar in there and everything like legit bar. So it's a, it's a high end theater. My ticket was like 19 bucks. So yeah, it was kind of, what, what is, what was that like though? Like what kind of chairs and stuff does Sinopolis have? Is well, it a I, big I, I, theater? Is it cozy? It, is it, it was, I was seeing talk to me. So it was in one of their smaller theaters. Um, you know, there's probably like that better. Well, I was the only one in there. So yeah, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was actually texting Rudy during it. I was the only one. And then during previews, an old lady came in and I was like, oh God. And of course she was two seats away from me. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I would have got um, up and moved. I would have too. And he told me the same thing. He's like, just get up and move. I was like, I don't want to be a dick. Like, I don't know. I just... So but she didn't say a word. She wasn't noisy, nothing. Uh, she didn't fart to my knowledge. So it was, it was all oh. good. Uh, but so, yeah, uh, but it was a, those chairs were really comfortable, though. I'll give them that. They were really comfortable. But I just feel like that's where, like, the the white people that live on plastic, you know, not real money. They just spend a bunch of money on their credit. That's the theater they go to is that one. And they get themselves a martini and, they, you know, they spend 100 bucks on a, <clears throat> on a movie night. Not me. I'm good. Why don't you why don't you get one of those? Because I, I, I don't live close enough to do this to one. But why don't you get one of those passes where you pay a membership fee and you just use it to go see movies? Where you I do buy tickets. One. Oh, you do? I do have one. But the way mine works is after every two tickets, I get a free ticket. So my Cinemark rewards, I believe it's every two tickets. It's something like that. I have rewards and... Um, I mean, I guess I could do the payment card. I think that's what you're talking about, where you pay like 20 bucks a month and you can just go see movies with it. I haven't done that. I probably should. The problem is, dude, yeah, I see a lot of movies. But aside from like the heat of summer, how many times I'm going to the theater more than like twice a month? Like never, like really never. Um, yeah. This summer was different. There was a bunch of movies that, that came out that I wanted to see. But and then I mean maybe this October there's you know multiple things I'm probably gonna go see but I don't know I just do the Cinemark rewards after every couple movies it gives me a free ticket you know cool whatever I wish you had a nice theater by me man I really do because whenever I go it's always like this is how I, I should be enjoy be able to enjoy watching a movie and you know my theater look I told you before and it's still there. A Green Lantern banner from 2011 is still at the high part of the ceiling. It's still up there. They no, just won't take it. Like it's a, and they'll get the main stuff. If it's not, it's it's interesting that they'll get a 24 movies. But like, if it's like there, there was a point where in my theater where the only thing playing was, uh, Harrison Ford. He was uh Indiana Jones and what the other really big movie, whatever was at the top. Like there was two movies playing at one point. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. 
like when you got open slots like that, why don't you put independent films in there or stuff like IFC titles or, you know, I don't know. Like, cause a lot of theaters when the pandemic hit, uh, well, I don't know if theaters, but like the, the drive-in places, which people were talking, like it's, this is what killed me when, when the pandemic hit, all my friends were like, Oh, I'm going to the drive-in to see that. I'm like, where the fuck are these drive-ins? I don't, I don't have one. Like I've never been to a drive-in. And I, they sure as hell didn't have any around me, but like everybody's like, oh, they're popping up everywhere. This is the revival of the drive-in. But honestly, I don't know that I would really like that. Imagine being like 80 fucking yards away from a big screen and you got to keep your car on and go to FM 93.8 to listen to the movie. Like who's paying for that gas, man? Are you just going to idle for an hour and a half? Like I, I gotta think about that, and then some people say that they're, like there's ones where you pull up and you roll your window down, and there are these little old speakers that play. Yeah, yeah that's what I was used to. But I don't know. I I don't know the idea of a drive-in. I like the idea of it, but I feel like I would just be bitching after 15 minutes about it's too hot. I'm uncomfortable. Turn the car on. Okay, turn it off. Best time to go is in September. Know. Best time to go is in September. I mean, right now, obviously you're in the south, so I know it's warmer at night there than it is here. But like here right now. This time of year, even if it's 80 during the day, it was 82 today, but right now it's like 60. Um, yeah, my nights are getting a little bit better too. My days yeah. are bad, but it dude, it was so hot this summer by us. I mean, we were hitting 108, 109 that when it got into the 90s, it was crazy. I, I was like, holy shit. I went running one day and it was in like 94 and I was like, oh my God, this feels great. But it, it got so hot down here that I couldn't, like 94 felt good. It was insane. Hottest, uh, crazy hottest summer on record in the world in 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 documented history that's what this oh we're was. dying we're dying soon brother we're, yes yes it's coming the earth is <laughs> cooking coming. our asses um yeah 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 so uh, yeah, I, was recycle, I was talking recycle guys so i was talking to sydney yesterday uh we were talking about i i, I don't mind talking about this to you because i haven't talked to you about this or, or the audience the audience is say this know, is more than just me <laughs> yeah the audience can know my work schedule um we have some stuff going on at, at work with a lot of people taking off and some people getting sick and stuff. So my boss is like, Hey, I think I'm going to have to try to do a different schedule for you guys coming up soon. And I'm a creature of habit. I like, uh, I like my schedule. So I was like, Oh God. But then he said, what it's probably going to be is Monday through Thursday, 12 hour shifts. So for me, that's great because I get overtime on my check, but I'm off Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. That sounds awesome to me. So um, that's starting next week, I think. So how long that'll be, maybe it'll be the rest of the year. I'm not sure. So when we record, there, I mean, there'll be times where, I don't know, our recording schedule may have to change a little bit, but maybe not. If I'm on nights, definitely. The week I'm on nights or the weeks, if I do two weeks of nights, I can. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. But anyway, I was talking to Sydney about that because I was like, Sydney, I, if I'm on days next week, when I get off work at Thursday on Thursday, we can go see saw or if not, we'll just go Friday. You know, I don't, I try not to be in the rat race anymore of getting reviews out early. I mean, it's a good thing to do, but I'm fortunate enough. I've, I've enough people will watch my video the next day, you know, but we were talking about that and she was like, okay, well I thought exorcist came out next week. I was like, no, I, th I think that's October saw it comes out next week. She goes, okay, well I'll go with you to that, but I'm not going to see exorcist. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, Oh, I watched the trailer again. I fucking hate it. I was like, are you serious? She goes, I do not want to watch it at all. She, and she was like chastising me. She was like, stop acting like you even think it looks remotely good. 
I was like, well, I mean, there's some stuff I like and other stuff. She's like, stop it. Just stop it. You know, it's going to suck balls. Just stop it, Christian. But I was like, don't you love Jigsaw? She's like, yeah, it's going to be better than fucking Exorcist Believer. No chance. And I didn't know what to say back to that. I was like, I want that was my initial reaction. I want to be like, no. Nah. But I was like, you know what? Maybe it won't be. I, I don't well, fucking then, know. You know what? At the end of the day, just no matter she what. She loves you think Jigsaw, it, dude. What the fuck? You should have just, yeah, you should have just used that as, okay, here's the Trump card. Okay, well, then <laughs> let this be my Jigsaw. Let this be my Jigsaw. You got Jigsaw. Let me go see Exorcist Believer. Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, she doesn't really like going to the theater, you know, but when she, it's a movie she's into, like she kept counting down the days to Demeter and she was like, I'm ready for that. So we went to the nice theater for that we, we made a day out of it. We went to the nice theater, had a great time, but she loves saw that's Sydney's. She, she really loves seventies movies and older. She's old school. She loves, she was watching invasion of the body snatchers remake when I got home. And, um, but she loves saw it's just weird to me she'll every halloween like well one halloween we binged the purge movies which by the end of it we were you know like god damn but started off hot but <laughs> yeah and then a year before last year we did paranormal activity because paramount put up that box set i was like sydney do you want to binge those this year she's like fuck yeah let's do it and the year before that we did saw and i think we're gonna do it again um this year so we're gonna try to start it if not tonight, tomorrow night to prep. She loves that franchise. It's crazy to me. And I, I'll talk to her about it. Like, what do you think about the torture porn thing? And she's just like, so like, is that supposed to be a, a, a negative thing? I was like, well, it usually gets brought up in that sense. She's like, what? It's, it's, it's a horror film. Like, what do you, what do you mean torture porn? It's a fucking horror film. Like, I don't understand that. And I, I always, a lot of times I'll agree with her, with her stance. Like, she's a no bull, you don't, you don't bullshit Sydney. Like, when she hears stuff like that, she's like, that's the stupidest term I've ever heard. What do you mean it's a torture porn movie? It's a horror film called Saw. What, what do you mean? I was like, I, I hear you. But you, I hate I that. You. I hate that term. I hate, I hate it because it's used, term. it's used as, as a slight. Yep. And I'm just like, what's the, like, what are you talking about? Christian, it's, it's born out of, Oh, this is just a, these are just like excessive torture to the point where it's like porn and people get off on that shit. And it's like, I mean, yeah, there are people that are like that, but that is not why I go to those movies. Like, yeah, it's, it's sick. Like it's gross, but like, I don't know. The traps are cool. It's a blast. Like, and even then, who gives a shit? I they lumped so many really good movies from an era into that like that term, and it pissed me off. Like Hostel, Cabin Fever, Saw. It's like, oh, it's all this torture porn bullshit. And I'm like, dude, I fucking love it. I mean, I just, you don't get movies like that anymore. You don't get you don't get R rated movies like that. They don't take risks like they used to, man. They really, really don't. Yeah. Like, and I finished my rewatch of Saw today. I right before we recorded about the last one I watched was three because that's my favorite one. And that brain surgery scene still is like, oh, oh, like they I don't do that, that shit anymore. They don't do it anymore. Well, to me, it's like when, when it's my this is the thing that I hear. And again, you know, who am I to criticize other people's opinions? Because all I have is my own. But look, it's it's a podcast. I get the, I hear this a lot. And we talked about this on the Saw episode we did, which again, guys, is in the archives. Go check it out. When people criticize Saw as 
oh they're all like uh like they when they talk about the movies like oh the first one was good but then they all just they're all the same thing it's just like they're not and i truly don't understand that criticism even remotely i mean every film give me five give me 15 seconds of of just throw me 15 seconds from one with i can easily tell you which one it's from and Another thing that really annoys me with, with Saw is going back to the torture porn term. It's just like I've never seen a franchise do so much uh, uh, on a social uh, on a social aspect talking about bad shit people do with uh, real estate, with uh, with uh, health insurance, with uh, police force. Like, every movie is taking like just like shedding light on something. But nobody give. I don't. I truly don't understand why. Like that's not given credit by a lot of people. I mean, the Saw fans will tell you about it all the time. But it's just like it's like people are just literally watching with their eyes these movies and they're not listening. And I, I it's really frustrating. You know, I, I hear it a lot. I'll, I'll be in passing conversations and I, and and it's a lot of like people at work will talk about it. And it's just like, what do you do when this movie's on? Or do you have earphones on blasting music or something? You're literally just watching the film. Like these movies, they, they're going to get their due because they're still not there yet. I mean, they're, these movies are going to be looked at as in 20 years, it'll be the next, like it's, it's my generation's or our generation's Friday the 13th for sure. And it just, it kills me that they're looked at as just, uh, just trash movies. I, I really get annoyed by it. I just really do. You know, some days I, I just shrug, shrug it off. And other days I'm like, you motherfuckers, like, listen, listen to the movies. You're just watching them with your eyes. So it just yeah. frustrates me. Yeah, you know? especially I hate when people say that, especially when you like look at movies like three and six, and the first movie, like specific movie, you know, especially specifically the high points of the series. But even in the even in the ones that aren't as strong, like they all have good messages throughout like that that montage at the end of 3 is like so awesome like when john is basically just schooling amanda on like your games were unwinnable your emotion is was your downfall you didn't yeah. care about anybody ever getting redemption you didn't care about second chances you just wanted to see people suffer i right. wanted you to be my protege and you just had a bloodlust, basically. And right. now, because of that, we're all going to die. And uh, it's just like this whole, like, because the entire time watching that movie, I remember the first time I watched it, still to this day, in theaters. Um, and it was just like, you think you know whose game it is and what it's about. And then at the end, when it's all revealed, like, no, this was all your game. And then you yeah. see all the pieces fall into place, like, holy shit, this actually all was her game. Like, it's awesome. I mean, it's just, but yeah, I mean, the, the series talks about, like you said, like police brutality and, uh, you know, the health insurance agencies and real estate, drug addiction, self-harm, grief and loss, like just so much in these movies. And like one of the hardest scenes in the entire series for me is when the Jeff, the dad in part three has to incinerate all of his son's belongings to try to save the judge that's drowning all of his son's belongings are in that box and he has to burn it. He has to literally let go of all of that in order to save somebody that he feels like wronged him and his son after his death. And like, 
that shit is so, so, so hard, man. Like even just watching it, like it probably what for the 30th time now, I'm just like, God damn. Like, and, and then Timothy on the rack when he can't find where to put the key after he got the key off, he wants to save him and he can't find where to put it. And the dude's head is getting twisted around. He's screaming, stop. I forgive him. I forgive him. It doesn't matter. And it's just like, but then that's all that all just gets thrown out the window. Then at the very end, when he has the chance to forgive the ultimate, which is Jigsaw, and he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna slit your throat. So Jigsaw's basically like, you didn't learn forgiveness. You didn't learn shit. Like, right. But yeah, it's just, we could go on forever. But these movies are super deep. And I don't know about you, Christian, there's a moment in the trailer of Saw X that I'm really, really, really wondering about. There's a moment in the trailer where we see it's when the X is appearing with the montage of footage at the very end jigsaw hugging someone and he's crying and i'm like what the fuck and i've I, that moment is like living rent free in my head because i'm like what is that gonna be i don't know and don't the director know. kevin gruder by the way kevin gruder liked my tweet the director of saw uh saw x liked my tweet on twitter the other day about i posted about how i need this movie like i need air to breathe you like my tweet thank you kevin can't wait. He also directed Saw Six and Saw the Final Chapter. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he had said this is like an emotional like an emotional journey for John. This movie is like there's a lot I there's bet. drama in the movie, and I'm just kind of wondering like what's that moment going to be? Is someone going to survive? And that's going to be his first face to face encounter with somebody that like lived through one. Well, it wouldn't be his first because Amanda did. But there's just so many places your mind goes, and I just like I need this fucking movie, dude. I can't wait a week. I can't. What what? What I really love is the fact that the poster that I'm seeing of like this guy with his head up and those tubes coming out of his eyes, that poster looked like it was plucked right out of 2008. Yeah. I mean, it looks literally just like from the original run. It's incredible yeah. how great. I wonder if they got the same kind of artist to do it. Uh, well, but they did it's, say. It's, they said they made a point. They want this movie to feel like the earlier Saul movies. They want it to feel that way. They want it to look that way. I mean, count me in, dude. I think this is going to be the movie of the year. I really yeah. do. I'm trying to think. Like, there's some good movies that came out. Um, Evil Dead Rise, I still like a lot. Uh, it's it's worn on me a little bit. No, I, I still like it a lot. But um, we watched it on Max or whatever. Sydney finally watched it. She liked it. But she was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, some people say it doesn't feel like an Evil Dead movie. And... Me and her both agree, well, that's preposterous. Um, of course, I think it clearly feels like an Evil Dead film. I just think that there's a stiff competition in that franchise. But we like that. I'm trying to think, like, what else would be in comp? Like, what's the competition of the year? Scream. Scream. Scream I still like a lot. Demeter, um, Renfield. Demeter, Ren Renfield, yeah. Which I love those, but bad reputations for both of those. I, I wasn't going to bring those up. No, it's not bad reputations. It's just that not enough people went and saw them. Um, but he, again, man, that's Universal's fault. It's Universal's fault. They'll market the shit out of a new Halloween movie, but they don't care about Dracula. You know, they have two oh, separate Dracula projects come out this year, and they just don't care. Um, I know, I loved them. I really. But did. I do. Think, yeah, I agree. I think Saul will be the movie of the year. My only question is, Christian, if you walk away from this movie and you love it, and you really don't have a complaint on your mind, will you give? A five star on Letterbox. I don't think I've seen you give one yet, dude. I'm I'm stiff on my reviews. I really am. I I try not like 
I try not to give five stars, man. Like it, it, it has to be a movie where I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, it really does. Um, I never, I never say to my, put it to you like this. I never say to myself, okay, I don't want to give this movie five stars. I don't go into it like that. I just, uh, it's tough, man. Like I really try to be critical because these are new movies. Like there's, like these are brand new movies. So I want to be like, okay, step up to the plate. Let's see what you got. Um, a lot of times I think movies are just pretty, pretty good or pretty damn good nowadays. Uh, it's just tough for me to, so, I, don't, I don't know. But so, so it's going to be interesting because there's going to be a nostalgia play in there that I'm going to have to either curb or just let, or, or, or if that's going to be something they want me to, if the director and the filmmakers want me to ride through a nostalgia play, that that's fine too. I'm just going to see how it plays out. Um, I can just tell you I'm super excited. If you ask me which Saw movies I would give a five star to, it would probably be. We did this. One, three, and, on one, three, and, I think you said one, three and six, right? One, three and six. So, so there's three of them right there. One star with those. Then I'll cross that bridge. Okay. Okay. You know? saying. No. All right. I mean, I'm just, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the five. Uh, Look, I, I still, I, I bullied you I, into a four and a half for Halloween ends. And then I think you changed it back to four. But did I? Yeah, I don't remember changing it. But I, I am well. Well, my my thing is this: it's just like I don't like to use "but" with reviews and movies in defense of the movie to keep it at a higher score. For instance, Terrifier two. A lot of people gave it a perfect score. I still stand by four and a half. The movie could be cut down a little bit. Not not and not but not like, dude. That movie's really long, but it always kept my attention. The movie's really long. It could be cut down a little bit. There's some stuff. And there are moments at the very end of Terrifier 2 where he's nibbling on the kid's foot. Just see that, that, that when I watch that back, he would have killed that kid. He wouldn't be nibbling on his foot like that. That scene, I would have, I would have redone that. That's just me. So I still stand on that. Now, that's not to say that I think Terrifier 2 isn't incredible. I love it. Are you kidding me? It's great. But, you know, those are things that my, me personally, I would have changed. I would have cut I would have cut down a little bit. Uh, still one of the best movies last year, without a question. You know, um, it, it was incredible. And I'm so glad that I went to the theater because I can say I was a part of that. You know, I, I, I took play. I was a part of that. And uh, that's special to me. So. You know. Yeah, but like with yeah. with Renfield, I don't even know if you've seen Renfield yet. But with Renfield, I am a horror comedy guy. That's what I like. That's what I really love at my heart and my soul. That's my subgenre above anything else, and that's what that movie was. And I think, dude, horror comedy is not a popular genre. It's not. It's not even remotely a popular genre. The reason there's these speak. Evil Dead movies, sure you speak, but like Evil Dead Rise, like that's not a comedy. That's not a horror yeah. comedy. It, it that's a you know. Um, or comedy is so, like, um, <clears throat> you know, Shaun of the Dead, Zombie Land, like movies like that. Um, so I guess you could say back in the mid 2000s, horror comedy was popular. They had, yeah, they had, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm, I am a little stiff on my reviews, but that's just the way I like to, I like to approach it. Um, and it's different with older movies, you know. Like I always say, dude, time is a hell of a thing, like with when it comes to the way you feel about something and the way you, uh, we were watching, we watched Exorcist last night and, um, 
I, I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But I remember I, I went back and I watched. Uh, I, I'd say that the original Exorcist is about as is about as close to a perfect movie as you could make. Um, but we went back and I was. Cut. Well, we I went back and watched the director's cut and. Um, there's something about the spider walk scene. I was like, because Sydney, Sydney, we, we watched it again. She was like, where's the spider walk? I was like, oh, that's the director's cut. She goes, what do you mean the director's cut? I was like, well, you got to realize, I think when that movie, when the director's cut came out, that for in a lot of ways, that became like just the cut of the movie, the same way Rob Zombie's movies kind of like, that's just what you see. So you probably saw that version on TV or on VHS. Cause when that came out like that, that's, that's what kept coming out. And she was like, really? I was like, I think so. So we watched the theatrical cut. We both really loved it. And so, as a matter of fact, some of my favorite shots from the, first of all, Father Karras is one of the most relatable characters because, you know, he struggles with belief and faith and uh, he comes at this whole situation with such a practicality. I mean, that's probably what I would say. If somebody told me, I think I need an exorcist for my daughter. I'd laugh. Be like, you got any fucking money? Are you kidding me? You, you didn't spank that kid's ass when he was a kid. They were little. That's your problem. Like I'd make a joke. Like yeah, that's that's your problem. And that's that's how he was just like this is ridiculous. Until he meets that kid, and you know, and he walks in there, and uh, it's a it's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. But going to the director's cut, I was just like, man, like it's it's longer. And the spider walk scene, I know it's a lot of people dig that. I like the fast, like freaking did what he could with it for sure. But, oh, man, it took me right out. And I know it's maybe a little dramatic for me to say that, but it, it's it, it it's completely evil dead ish in a sense. Like it, it, that's the way it, that's that's the vibe I got from that moment, which I know this movie obviously predates evil dead. But I really don't love the director's cut, which I know freaking did not it's it's called the director's cut freaking didn't want to have any of that in there he did that as a as a token to blatty because blatty really wanted to put that stuff back in the movie but i really don't like the director's cut of exorcist whatsoever i, I really don't i'd give the director's cut like a two and a half stars but or i'd give the theatrical cut five which i know is dramatic but man i hate some of that director's cut stuff i really do it's yeah it's 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 too drawn out uh, there's there's too many hokey things in it. Yeah, at least Spider Walk. Yeah, I hate that too. I I just I've never ever been a fan of that. And um, you know, at a young age, my mom actually had explained to me the difference because she saw it. As I've said on here before, she saw it in its the in its original theatrical run when she was seven years old. Uh, with oh my gosh, grandparents. traumatized. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um. She was telling me when I was a kid, when we were the first time I watched it, she's like, you know, now uh, this is the actual version of the movie I saw. You know, now if you buy it on VHS or whatever, there's a bunch of different scenes that they added in that they say it's like the version that you're not supposed to see or, or whatever right. like that. So I had I had been warned about that ahead of time. And I remember when I watched the director's cut for the first time, I was like, look, The Exorcist is already long. Uh, did it need to be longer? No. No, I, I think that the theatrical cut of The Exorcist tells the story it needs to tell. Uh, and I, I just don't think it needs any more. Um, it was now, a long movie. That yeah, you it is. But you were talking about, um, like, you know, you love some of the shots and stuff in there. You know, one of my favorite moments in The Exorcist is not anything. I, I find it creepy personally just because of the aura 
about the scene itself. But uh, one of my favorite moments in The Exorcist is when Ellen Burstyn is walking through the streets and there's like these uh, almost like it's like filmed from a window of her walking down the street and like through trees and like you've got tubular bells playing and leaves all over the ground and like the colors, it, whether it's intentional or not, the color is very desaturated. It looks very cold, like very, it's like that type of fall look that's like late November, not like early October fall. Um, and I just, I love that scene. It's, it's some of my favorite scenes in the original Halloween too, when someone's just walking around outside and, and you have music and nothing's really going mm -hmm. on and you're just getting the ambiance of, of everything going on this small town feel, but scenes like that, I think really for me as a viewer, and I think for a lot of viewers, the first time they watch a movie like this, it really like lends itself to that, like air of like something foreboding, like something watching, something building, something happening. And uh, I just love that shit. I, I absolutely love that shit. And uh, you know, no matter how exorcist believer comes out, uh, I will say this, they made the absolute right decision uh you know paying whatever they had to pay to use michael oldfield's um tubular bells uh, i y you have to do it um not every exorcist movie has because it's apparently very expensive to uh use tubular bells for good reason um but if nothing else they did that um and uh you know i'm just excited to kind of hear that on the big screen again and i hope it's used effectively i don't want it overused i really do not want it overused um but uh, I, I trust them in that department. You know, with the Halloween movies, they didn't overuse the themes, I don't think. They used them at good points in the, those movies. And um, so I feel like there will be some effective moments with Tubular Bells. And I think that'll be really cool. But um, yeah, dude, I've the past couple of weeks, I've really wanted to go back and watch The Exorcist. Like, I really, really have. I haven't done it because I got to wait till October. Like, it's just something about it and actually guys the next episode we're going to record uh will be our 31 movies to watch uh in october we'll drop it on october 1st so this will come out this week we'll record the next episode next week and you know a couple days after we record it christian will drop it so you guys can have a guide we'll actually probably drop it the day before october or whatever so you yeah. guys can have a guide of we'll each have a list of 31 movies we think you should watch for each day in october and the cool, exorcist yeah. is definitely one of them for me it just it just is like uh so I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. You know, maybe I'll watch it the day before Believer comes out. Uh, I remember I watched The Shining the day before Dr. Sleep came out, and I was really glad I did. I went and saw Dr. Yeah. Sleep on opening day the next day, and I just remember, you know, talking to Brooke and just being like, oh, my God, this is exactly the same. Oh, they got this down to a T. They nailed this. They nailed this. So, like, you know, maybe it'll do me some good to watch it right before. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to be better about doing stuff like that, too. Um, so after watching the exorcist last night, I'm probably, I have to stay up all night because I gotta go to work tomorrow night. Um, I got a busy week. I got work tomorrow night and then I got a show Friday with the band and we got another show Saturday. So I'm not gonna be able to really chill till Sunday, but tonight I'm probably going to watch exorcist three again. And, uh, I'm not going to start my shit. I'm not gonna get on my soapbox, but dude. I, I can say this. We ain't changing each other's minds on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but my, my thing is, even after watching The Exorcist last night, as much as I loved it, I, it just can reaffirm to myself that Exorcist 3 is infinitely more scary. I, I just really enjoy... My favorite shots of The Exorcist, though, are like really the shots that are 
across the room where the door opens and you see her in the bed far away mm-hmm. and the face is the she looks terrifying from a distance um but yeah i'm i'm excited to watch exorcist 3 i'm ready to see uh Brad Dorf just you are issuing a clear invitation. Oh, dude, I get fucking freaked out by him in that movie. You yeah, kidding he's me? He's great. He's great. Jesus he's great. Christ. He's great, but I I would still maintain, and I know you agree, not even that it's weak, but the third act, some of it wasn't necessary. They didn't have to tie. I know why. I know I know what was it? Um, it was almost mandated that they did tie it to the original. Um, but man. Man, I just feel well, they, like that movie stands on its own. It does, and uh, I don't know. I just, I, it's my, it's my, it's my Exorcist, and I, I really believe me. I never really have a whole lot of desire. Now I do it as a joke a lot, where I like to stir my friends up on shows or whatever, or on here to get a conversation going. But I really don't like being the uh, guy who, oh, here he goes. He's got to say this or say that. I just, dude, I, I love Exorcist 3. And it's, it's funny you say that because I'm the same way. I don't want to be that guy. And I hate when I have a controversial opinion because it's like, guys, I really don't want to argue. Like, I really, really don't. Like, it's not what I want to do. I'm just trying to tell you guys how I feel about something. And, and it's just... Yeah, it sucks. It sucks liking the black sheep yeah. sometimes. Well, my problem is I stir up shit. So yeah. I think that, like, people always think uh i'm like that I, I i like to stir shit up because it it ends up making funny it's conversations. funny yeah it's funny uh I, um, I i do have a question for you when is the last time you watched the heretic probably 2018 or 19 and was it as bad as you remembered it's not a bad movie it's boring so it's it, boring it's, shit. It's, it's it's boring and it's boring but it's like you want to know why scorsese likes that film because it's, it's narratively the way a lot of his movies are the way they are. Like it, it just, it is, I can see how from a structural standpoint, why he likes that movie. Um, it's just, it's not dude. That's not what people wanted even remotely. It's just not what they wanted. And, uh, it, it's an exorcist film, but it's like, it's just, it's not an exorcism film. It's just, it's just, it's really weird. And um, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that maybe there is like a really strong cult fan base for that movie. I'm sure there is like every movie kind of has one now, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much due for a rewatch now. I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't gotten a 4k yet. Um, yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. live in a world where we live in a world where Exorcist three got a 4k before two or one, which I'm not complaining about, but I was saying this in my review. It's like, the, the, the shitty thing about getting these 4K upgrades is right now we're playing the anniversary game for a lot of stuff, which is cool. But at the same time, it's just like, let's get the fucking show on the road already. Like, come on, put the Exorcist out on 4K. No, well, we got to wait till it's the 50th. We're doing the same thing with Elm Street, mm-hmm. um, which I pray to God that's legit. Of course, this is people saying this that have inside people that they talk to. And I, you know, I'm sure it's right. But at the same time, I keep telling people if for some reason this is not true. And there is no Elm Street 4K next year. Kiss it goodbye. We ain't getting shit on physical media. If they don't do something for the f- 40th anniversary, you're done. Kiss it goodbye. Because then, th- well, what? W- there's no. That's the breaking point. Then I ask you, do you think if that is the case and we do get it, do you think that they're going to do that 
for every 40th in that series. We're going to have to wait for Freddy's Revenge and then Dream Absolutely Warriors. Not. Absolutely not. Absolutely so you think not. this no, I... first one comes out, it probably sells really well, and they say, fuck it, let's let's put out Dream Warriors, Dream Master, let's... Well, with Warner Brothers, dude, it's impossible to say, but I can guarantee, I'd be willing to bet my soul, if I we actually have souls, I'd be willing to bet it, not a chance in hell they do an anniversary thing. They'd probably just shove out another Blu-ray box set or something. Um, I guess it's all about the green, though. I really do. I, I think that if the if they do a 4K for the 40th of, of the first one, and it's it, going to sell gangbusters. It, it, it will. Yeah, then maybe it's going to be that's insane. That's what Warner Brothers cares about, Christian. They've had so many flops theatrically this year. You know, like if if they see, I mean, shit, that could be the thing that gets the ball rolling on a new movie. Say they make a couple million bucks on a 4K of the first no, movie, no. they might be like, oh shit, we, we, there might be some money in this. Like, yeah, no shit. We've been saying that forever. There are a select number of titles in the world that move the needle on physical media still. And what I mean by that is like titles that sell even, you know, even they, they sell because people that aren't physical media collectors say to themselves, I kind of got to get that. Back to the Future was one. The 4K collection sold insanely good. The Exorcist was one. The Steelbooks were gone. Um, they didn't even hit stores. They didn't hit stores. Halloween, probably. Halloween. And I, I dare say that A Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely a needle mover title. That's, oh, a, that's yeah. a movie that people, you know, that aren't people would grab just because out of almost out of respect to, to say, oh, I got to I got to get that. Maybe people with PlayStation 5s will say A Nightmare on Elm Street in 4K. OK, I'll get that to see what this 4K is all about. Like, I'll get that movie. It's a needle yep. mover. So, um if it happens, it's, it's going to be insanity. You're going to have to, and I say you're as I'm talking to Nick and the audience and myself, if it does get announced and they make any sort of regular release, steelbook release, which me being the jackass I am, I'm going to win all of it, right? But if there is any sort of special edition steelbook or whatever, the absolute second you can pre-order it, you have to. There will be no picking it up at Best Buy. Will not happen. No. Same thing with The Exorcist. They were all sold that out. And I can tell you how quick they sold out, so Nick. Check this out. So quick. So check this out. What I do with Best Buy is if there's a movie that comes out and I say to myself, like for the for instance, The Exorcist, this happened with The Exorcist. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how a normal situation goes. Let's say I'm working graveyards and I'm up all night then on Monday, and then Tuesday I'm off. I'll say, okay, I'll go to Best Buy tomorrow and I'll pick up uh for instance, vacation. When National Lampoon's Vacation came out, I was super excited. Big Chevy Chase fan. So what you can do is you can go on Best Buy. I'm giving away my secret, but it doesn't really matter because it's a local thing. So it's not like somebody from fucking Oregon can do this to me. You go on Best Buy and you select your store. At midnight, it will show the stock of that steelbook um, at that store. It'll update and you can buy it and literally do pickup. So in the morning when they go to put they go to scan the stuff and put it on the shelf. When they scan one of those movies, it'll say this has been purchased. They bring it to the back. And that way they're not going to sell the copy that you bought. Yeah. For a lot of titles, I'll do that if I want the steelbook, right? With The Exorcist, I was up. I was like, I didn't really love the steelbook or the slip version. I was just like, whatever. If I can get the steelbook, whatever, I'll get the steelbook. I, I was up. It was midnight. I And it showed The Exorcist. It, sh it finally uh, refreshed it enough to where I could see. It said not available for 400 miles near you, the steel book. 
And I was like, oh, wow. And so I, I could have bought it and it said, you'll have it in three days shipping. And I thought about it. I put my phone down. I went and did something. 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later at midnight, I said, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I can just go pre-order that steel book. It's fine. I go to refresh the page on Best Buy sold out. So at midnight, they sold out of the remaining stock of whatever steelbooks they had for the exorcist at fucking midnight when people were asleep. So that that's a needle mover for you. So my point is there, those kinds of titles, there is no, okay, I'll see. No, you can't wait and see, you have to do it. So that's what I'm getting at. I think Elm street is that title as well. You didn't get the steelbook then. No, I just got the regular release and you know what? I'm, I'm fine. You're fine with it. Yeah. You want to know why? Because as much as I like steelbooks, I like steelbooks just as much as the next guy. What's the difference? It's just the aesthetic. That really is. It really is. If you're getting the same edition with the same features, same transfer, same all of it, if you're not able to get the steelbook because there are thousands of people in this country that will do what Christian just said and they will wait till midnight and they will they will snatch it up like that. So be it. Don't lose sleep over it, guys. I know there's probably hundreds of people listening to this right now going like, oh, this happened to me. Happened to me with Halloween ends. Okay, And, And you know what? You know, I looked at it and was like, it's cool. I don't really care. I'm getting the same movie. Um, you know, as much as I'd like to, oh, wow, the steelbook looks really cool. Honestly, it was an okay steelbook. Uh, I prefer the artwork for in, our kills. The I, I like that steelbook better. But also, it's the same scan. It's the same fucking thing. I'm going to look at that steelbook maybe once or twice. I'm going to you do a video on it, and then I'm going to put it on my shelf. And it's just going to sit there. So, you know, if you're able to get any edition of it, just get it. But yeah, that's the moral of the story is don't wait to get it. <clears throat> uh, but if you can't get the steel book, it's not the end of the world. Just get what you can. Yeah. Well, people like it. And what, one of the things, I mean, I, I'm guilty too. I really, I really like steel books. Um, I don't, my, my thing I tell, I'll tell people is, you know, if you can't get it when it comes out, you know, don't, don't spend extra money to, uh, cause right now Lionsgate did this really cool thing with, um, these horror franchise still books. Yep. I fell in love with them. I was like, Oh, I got to have these. Um, and I was telling people, people were asking me like, they're not online. What do I do? I said, it's weird. Cause in this instance, they sold out completely online on Walmart. All of them are sold out and people are freaking out. I said, the only thing you can do is you have to get lucky and go find them at Walmart. Cause their stock is a different stock apparently from the online warehouse stuff. And, uh, I was telling people don't go on eBay and spend 50 bucks for that Halloween one and two, like just go to Walmart. If you can't find it, just don't spend the extra money. If I get it at retail, that's fine. But it's crazy how this shit, you know, talk about physical media is dead. It's like, dude, these fucking Lionsgate horror sale books are flying off the shelf. They're sold out on the website. It's just like, wow. You know, it's it's amazing to me. They, they still have the saw one on Walmart's Mm -hmm. website. They do have, well, that's, that's another thing. Somebody two days ago, somebody screenshotted me saw and they were like, because they saw I posted a picture of it and they're like, dude, you know what? Fuck it. I got to have it. I did a video on them and it was sold out. So it looks like that. I noticed that, too. It looks like the set, the website will fluctuate with stock and it'll be sold out. Then it'll come back in. Yeah, but oh, wow. Just, they have the um, they've got the H2O steelbook on here. Did you yeah, that comes, that? Oh, fuck? Yeah, that comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, I know. It's a vanity pickup for sure because there's no new features or anything from the. Basically, what Paramount does, Paramount's like they're one of the last big 
companies that is actually still cool with physical media, they if they buy a title, they they're gonna put it out on disc. Even if they put it, if it's a show that they made, like Tulsa King for Paramount Plus, they still put it out on disc. So now that they bought Halloween six, seven, eight, rest assured. And and I, I did, it didn't hit me until somebody said it a while back. It might have been you or somebody. And I was like, they're doing H two O, and I'm thinking, okay, it's probably the best selling title out of those three, whatever. And I was like, oh, it's also the 25th anniversary or something it's some kind of anniversary for it i don't even know how long it's been time twice of us so that makes sense but if it sells well can't wait for that buster rhyme still book next year and i want that picture of him like oh excited! yeah you know it's i can't (laughs) if paramount has any sense they'll put him on that steel book somewhere they'll put him he'll be on it he'll be on it so, but I, I, it's, I'm excited about that. I, I think it looks really cool. It's a vanity pickup, you know, um, there's nothing extra or new on it, but I knew that going in. So I don't, I don't jade myself and try to justify it. Somebody asked me, Christian, are you buying that too? Fuck yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah. I, I, there's no, and there's no buts. I'm just, I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. I, Same I, thing with it. I didn't pre-order it, but I'm going to get it too. I, it's, it's still it, available. It, on I'll probably order it. Oh, no, 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 dude. Go to Amazon and pre-order. You'll have it Tuesday. It's on Amazon. Paramount doesn't do exclusivity with with Best Buy. They're smart. With Scream Six, they were like, "Fuck it." Uh, Scream. When now that Paramount put out, you know, the Scream movies, they're like, "If you want our Scream movie steelbook, get on Amazon." I love Paramount. They treat physical media collectors fairly. You know, they don't do this limited shit. Get it if it's gone. If you want the steelbook, we're making a bunch of them. Order it. If you want the regular release, order it. Go on Amazon and get it. Paramount's the best. So I'm really glad that they have those Halloween movies because it's not going to be hard to get them. I love them. They're, they're my my favorite big company when it comes to physical media. It's not even close because they're the only ones that make it available. We don't have to fucking stay up at night. I can't remember. Can you <clears> tell <throat> me when our, our Hellraiser box sets are supposed to ship? Um, I want to say the second or third week in October, uh, we might get them a little bit early. Um, cause I pre-ordered but, mine like a month and a half ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I remember you did. Yeah. I so said I, I think you, you did diabolic as well as me. Um, I want to say I could find the release date, but I want to say it is, um, October. It's the middle of October. Hellraiser. Okay. The only reason I ask is because I, I remember buying that, and I'm, I just keep thinking, like, God, I want that in my hands, dude. Like, I want to. 23rd. So you could, we could possibly get it a little bit earlier because the way that works is with with companies like Diabolic, yeah, with companies like Diabolic, you can get those a few days before, which is the reason a lot of people will go to Diabolic or Orbit. And order from those sites rather than Amazon because people are very impatient. And those sites, Amazon's not going to give you the movie before street date. You'll get it on the street date. But those sites will give it to you a day or two early, sometimes three days early. And that's valuable to people. So they will spend shipping costs and whatnot to uh, get it to buy from these companies because that's that's what they – and it's smart. That's what they offer that Amazon can't do. So with that being said, we could get it the 20th, 19th, 18th. It just depends. Um, okay. I'm very there. The now the psycho set comes out early October or late, late, late this month, but mine ship. So I'm going to have that pretty, I'm, I'm really excited about that, but yeah, those companies are pretty good about that. So we'll probably get that around October, middle of October. 
So, and that could, you know, I'm hoping that's going to be released of the year. I know a lot of people are excited about Bloodlines because it has a Blu-ray, but it's it's a Echo Bridge, whatever, and it's very, 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 very modest. So to see a, a 4K upscale of that is going to be remarkable. And not only mention to see, you know, one, two, and three with you know full HDR and stuff is going to be. So I'm excited. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it that we have? Is there the work print of Bloodline, or is there like the script or something? The original isn't there something like that with it? What do you mean, like in in the box set? In the set I want to say that there was like a work print, or like the work print version, or um, the. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. It was either the the work print or I thought there was like the the shooting script or, or something like that. Oh man, I remember, guys. Uh, to anybody that wasn't able to snag it, uh, Jaden, R.I.P. I know you were one of them. Um, oh yeah. yeah, whenever you're ready, I got it. Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. I'm now. I'm reading it. Um, we get yeah, a newly uncovered print. work print version of the film. So now the work print's not going to be obviously an upscaled version. It's probably just going to be a SD version of the film, providing a fascinating insight into how it changed. Now, here's the thing. I wonder if it's going to be like a work print that has a commentary over it. Um, I don't know. Well, we got new commentaries with Peter Atkins, the writer, and, and Kim Newman and everything. So I just wonder. It's going to be interesting, and that's a big selling point for that. And what I really like about Arrow doing that is one of the best box sets arrow ever did was called the scarlet box set which i have i'll never sell it it's a it's a it's a work of art it's like the lament configuration i mean you open the thing like the cover comes off straight up and it's got like crosses on it it's beautiful and so the fact that if they would have done that again i would have bought it probably because i mean those are movies i definitely want to see in full hd but i would have been like fuck man but the fact that they're adding adding four and they probably can only license it out with four as four together. If that, if that's the case, I don't know. Well, I don't know because Christian, this the is Scarlet, a the Scarlet box is only 42 bucks on Amazon. I thought it'd be more uh, expensive. Well, that's, that's not you. That's probably show me the screen. That's probably the, the uh, UK version. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the crappy version. No, yeah, the okay, Scarlet still, box, the American version, the American, the American version was very limited. And yeah, that's the, well, no, I can show you. Yeah, that's the crappy version. That's the version that a lot of people went for because they missed out on the Scarlet box set and it oh, sold out so fast. No, I see it now. I see it now. Yes, this is what I was thinking about. Yep. Fucking. The, my, yeah, the American version is incredible. This one? Yeah, it's incredible. I have it. It's it's, it's beautiful. I know you do, motherfucker. I. <laughs> The and you want to know a funny? Cheapest I can find it is one hundred and fifty dollars. Let me tell you a funny story too. So when that came out, it was twenty sixteen, and I remember it was close to Christmas time, and it was up for a pre order on Amazon. And my mom was like, "Hey, what do you?" My mom, I always told my mom, I was like, "Listen, let's do a cap limit. Let's do, uh, let's do you know fifty bucks for Christmas. Like that's all we'll spend on each other." She's like, "That's fine." And she was like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. And I remember I wanted the Scarlet box set and it was like 70 bucks, $75 or something on Amazon. And I remember one day I checked for some reason, I'll never forget the price too. 
for some reason it went down to four. It was a, still a pre-order. It said $46. And I was like, I sent it to my mom and she goes, I got it for you. Cool. And then literally 10 minutes later, it jumped way back up. So there might've been some kind of price glitch or something. Cause this was still a pre-order price. Yeah. So I got it and um, it, it blew my mind. How nice it, it made me. Re- that was the first time I really opened my eyes to how great collecting collectors editions of stuff could be. It's it's and one of my prized possessions. That's the thing I was kind of talking about before I went off on a tangent. When I was talking about how uh, Jaden, he was talking to me. He was talking about getting um, the Quartet of Torment uh, from Diabolic. And uh, I remember I had told Christian, I'm going to wait. Like I'm going to wait a little bit. Wait till I get paid. Um, I told you. Could I, not. could I have bought it? Yeah. Should I have bought it before I got paid? Probably not. Well, then I see that day on Instagram from diabolic supplies are very limited order it. I didn't even think twice. I was like, I'm ordering it. I'm just doing it. I'm not going to miss out on this. And then I was messaging Jaden and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait till I get paid. And uh, two hours later it was gone. It was sold out. Uh, And the reason I'm mentioning this to you guys is any really like special edition limited release thing like that. If 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 you tell yourself, like Christian said, if you tell yourself, I'll get around to it. I'll, I'll let me just wait on it. Don't, don't. It's and a risk I, you're willing to take, you know? Yeah. And it's not smart financial advice. It's not smart financial advice. But if you feel like it's something you have to have and you'll kick yourself for years that you didn't get it, just do it. Eat ramen for a week. Just do it. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know how. And but- the, the other side of that coin is, you know, people will run the rat race to try to get these steel books and then they'll go on eBay and pay more for them. And then all of a sudden, Lionsgate started saying, probably about a year ago, Lionsgate was like, oh, we'll reissue. We'll reissue some of those steel books that we did. We'll reissue Last Action Hero. We'll reissue Dread, which I ended up getting and I ended up loving that movie. We'll reissue some of the stuff. So then it's like, fuck. But they, they they put like second pressing on the side of it or something. So it makes the people who got it first still feel, you know, some type of way. I could give a rat's ass about that, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then there's that Halloween steelbook collection that's coming out that uh, is priced uh, fairly modestly. It, but if it's I, I wish I could see an actual picture of it, because if it's like those other I have some steelbook collection sets that Best Buy got like the Rambo set, dude, it. It you could this thing could take a bullet. It's so nice, and it's a steel box with this beautiful artwork. Now, if that's what the Halloween one is, where it's the steel box with the foam in between, where you slide the steel books in, it's a work. It, the, I like the art on it. Okay, I don't love it, but it's not bad. If that's what it is, there's no doubt I'm going to grab that. But if it's not that, if it's some kind of soft box thing, but the problem is I haven't seen an actual photo of it. I've just seen the. Uh, item description on Best Buy. So I, I'd like to, I'm probably going to grab that too, though, because I, I don't know. I, I really like those things. And if I ever want to hawk it, I could get big money for them. Oh, Christian, you I know? can tell you right now just by looking at this, that's cardboard. That's absolutely cardboard. There's no way in hell. Yeah, that's cardboard. Yeah, you can even tell just in the, I mean, you're not going to be able to see from my phone. But when you zoom in on it, you can see a difference in the material that's in it, like the different texture of material in the actual box. That's absolutely cardboard. And then the inside. You think? I, I couldn't yeah. tell by the photo. I'm telling you, that's cardboard. And, and dude, 
far be it for me to to I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna get it, but that really yeah, that looks like cardboard. It's just it, that's, it's, yeah. But they don't they they need to I need product description on that. Like I can't figure it out. So so did you pre-order it? No, I have not. Not yet. I mean it's still available. I just added it to my cart. Yeah. I'm not gonna check out yet though, but yeah, I mean it I don't know, man. Like it'd be cool to get because I have the steel of 2018 and the steel of kills. Um shout out Rudy for the kill steel book. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I want to steal bins, I do, but it's true though. It is at some point, it's like, what am I doing? Like, what what am I doing here? Um, because you know, there's not going to be any new features. Probably not even new scans. I, I would almost ass- ass- definitely assume there's no new scans. No, I mean, because they're, they're already 4K. Yes. So it's like <clears throat> getting it for the aesthetic yeah. of it. Like, I don't know. It's weird, but like, like I openly, I say this that way. I just get it out of the way with people. Like, dude, I I genuinely enjoy collecting Friday the Thirteenth on home video. It's like and a I'm, sport. I, I am, you know, kind of me. Like I say that for Friday, the 13th, but me too. Because guess what? I got both Halloween steel books for eighteen. The McFarlane one and the one before that. I got all the steel books. For, I got the steel book for kills and ends. But like something about Friday the Thirteenth, I take so much pleasure and cataloging all the releases that have come out. I I don't know what it is about Friday the 13th, because, like, honestly, dude, like, yeah, I love Elm Street, but in terms of collecting, nothing gives gets my jollies off more than collecting Friday the 13th stuff. There's something and, and, about yeah. that that's the most fun. Like I said, know? that's, that's kind of how I am about Halloween, and it, it, it in the sense of, like, honestly, though, dude, it's like a time capsule. I think that's why, because, like, you go back. It to is. Movies, yeah, you go back to some of these older releases. Like one I think of that sticks out the most to me is the original first DVD release of Halloween Five. I'm gonna sneeze. Get <laughs> balls. Um, the first DVD release of Halloween Five. When you, if you open the case, you can pull the insert out, and it's got a whole write up of yeah. the movie on the side, and it's like little yeah. things like that, and it's like a time capsule. It's also like I've sent Christian pictures before when I've been out in the wild. And I've found the snapper case, Nightmare on Elm Street. Candy. Snapper. It's like, yeah, it's just something about it where it's like I have to have it. I, I, I loved being able to track down Halloween 2 and Halloween 3's Good Times DVD releases. because Good the times. Book. Yeah, and they look so corny and cheesy. And it's just like an era in time that you're just like, yes, like having this. When I look, when I grab a couple editions, I'm like, this was from the late 90s. This was from the yeah. early 2000s. It's I love it. Like that. It's mad. I man, I was doing a lot of videos about that. People were digging it. It was like home video releases of X. I'd pick a movie, and uh, I need to do more of those again. But I was looking at this. Do you have this release? I know you got the still book. This is the most 2010 thing where they oh, put yeah. the. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have that. Yeah, the the lenticular. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah. I think that's. It is very 2010s, but uh, I dig it. I dig it. I was gonna show. I don't know. If, I don't know if I shown you because I, I think I might have took a picture of it. But like behind my TV, my camera will turn. I put, yeah. I put Friday and Elm Street together because they go together really well. Put the so, best. Night I gotta night. say, man, that poster is pretty badass. It is very badass. I don't care what you anybody know? said. But you know what? You know why they go together? 
because if you look at the posters, you can't see it because the TV kind of blocks the bottom parts. They mm. use the literal font, the exact same font for Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. So they really are like buddies. Like they're like, they just go to those two movies, those remakes and posters. They go together. Steve Jablonski did the music for both of them. And then they got the same font for the logos and stuff. So it's just like, they look so good together. So I, I was glad I put those up there. Uh, I wanted to, um, Baldy Jack, you know, Baldy Jack on Instagram. That's my little brother. I've known him for many, 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 many years. Okay. He just sent me a Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Is he actually your little brother? No, you don't have a little brother. He's not my brother, but when I say like he's like he's like family to me. He just yeah. sent me a picture of in, on Instagram. He found a Rob Zombie's Halloween two mask out in the wild. It's honestly not terrible. No, it's not. Yeah, the uh, they're starting to hit party cities. If I see, you know what I really want? I really think I want the clean H one. Oh a kid. yeah, that I kind of like how mean it looks. I love that sculpt. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna check. I might check Party Cities this weekend when I'm going to play my I gigs. There. I was there on Monday and I didn't see any Halloween. I saw they'll show up. Know, I saw Freddy. I saw Jason, but I didn't see any Myers masks. They'll show up. They'll show up. That's cool. I'm glad that uh Rob, I'm I'm glad that Rob's movies getting their due, and you know they're getting the stuff like that. Now I just wish Terror Threads or Cavity Colors would show would do shirts of his movies because we talked about this on the first or second episode which is over a year now and i said the same thing it's just like dude you're gonna tell me that if they didn't make rob zombies cavity color shirts or something people wouldn't buy no they do house a lot house gets more uh merch from any than any other movie he's done but they don't do the halloween films and i'm just like what the hell man like let's get maybe it's licensed stuff maybe those movies are lost in limbo or something i don't know yeah, no they're I mean, not they just got still books like yeah. lionsgate's backing them out to people still <laughs> I, i'll you tell know? you man it's i i agree i would love um i would love a line of like t-shirts and stuff just merch in general just, but imagine a fright rag shirts with a with a dr loomis with the hand on the gun you know, then you got Scout, you know, like, you know, with oh, a yeah. face, like, like the the Fright Night, Fright, the Fright Rag style shirts. Oh, dude, it'd be incredible. I am so, I have to find this still um, because I know it's in here somewhere tucked away in a, in a nook and cranny. Um, the original, uh, the, I'm trying to see who it was. Uh, I don't know who put it out, but that, uh, the teaser poster t-shirt. For H2, I still have that. I got that in 09, right before the movie came out. Cheapest you can get it now is $75. It's like a collector's item. You know what's crazy? I'll never forget. It's funny you bring that shirt up. I saw that shirt at a Goodwill in like 2010. You didn't buy it. And it was like two sizes too big. Now, I like wearing my clothes baggy, right? So the irony of that, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's too big. And I didn't grab it. And I'm just like, fuck. Sometimes I'll think about shit like that. That kind of stuff I'll remember, but I can't remember what I saw at the movie theater last week. I still have it, but 2009 was weird because 2009 to 2010 was when I really hit my growth spurt. So, like, if I wore it now, it'd be like this. Like, so I could not wear it now, but I still have it because it's just like a – it was like a moment in time for me. I – I don't think nothing will ever compare to how hyped I was for that movie. Nothing will ever compare. There's, 
I mean, 2018 kills ends. None of it. None of it was the same as the hype I had for Rob Zombie's Halloween two. I just was, I could not wait. I was checking Yahoo movies every day for updates on that movie. I, I would watch the trailers over and over and over and over again. Nothing will touch the hype I had for that movie ever. Like it just won't. Oh man. I hear you. It's a very, very happy time in life. I had, I had freedom with no responsibility. I was a senior in high school and, uh, Man. Rob was on the world. It was, it was, it was, it was so cool. And it's so funny when you look back. It was like, oh, you, of course he did part two. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. He was probably really happy with the success, not knowing at the time, you know, he was fucking miserable. Just yeah. goes to it's, it, it, my perspective back then was completely different. And but I, I kind of missed that naivety that I had. But yeah, but uh, it, you're right in that, but it's also nice. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It, it's also nice to know that Rob's proud of that movie. You know, as, as shitty as the shoot was, and as much as he felt like they dragged him back there and he didn't necessarily come back willingly, it's awesome that now he looks back on that movie and he's like, oh, that one's way better than my first one. Like, I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm proud of that movie. Because, and he should be. He really should be. Yeah. So I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap because. <laughs> I actually do have something else I got to do tonight, but I was watching YouTube and it, it pulled up Sean Clark's channel and uh, this video came up and I didn't even know this was a thing. All right. I, I truly had no idea that this was an argument. This was a thing. And I'll tell you why after I bring this up and we can talk about it. It was a video called did Deborah Hill play Michael Myers in Halloween? And I'm like, whoa, because the video started playing and I was like, OK, what is this about? And then I realized like with the video, it wasn't just Sean just trying to make a video for no reason. What happened was in the video and I'm saying this for the audience, I'm assuming you've seen this video. He did. In the video, he was making a response to a bunch of comments he got uh, from Tommy Lee Wallace interview that he did, which is one of my favorite interviews they did on the, uh, the Two Heads podcast. And somebody was like. Tommy, I know a lot of people played Michael Myers, blah, blah, blah. Do you, was anybody else play Michael Myers? And he kind of basically responded. He goes, well, not everybody played Michael Myers. Number one, John never did it. Because in the comment, the question posed to him, he, the person says, we know that John played Michael. And he goes, no, he didn't. This is Tommy. Says, no, he didn't play Michael. And then he also said, it's silly for anybody to think Deborah Hill played Michael Myers. And I guess in the Halloween fan base, a lot of people thought that. And then he, they showed the clip from the documentary, which we've all watched a thousand bajillion times. And she says, I put on the costume, blah, blah, blah. And so people believe she played the character in a scene in the movie. And I was flabbergasted to find out that, like, Sean had to do a video because, like, the comment section on that interview were people saying, like, Tommy's wrong. Imagine that. This, these motherfucking people are going to say that the guy who was there was wrong. But, like, I had no idea that this was a thing that people legitimately thought she played Michael. And in this video, Sean is being very polite and nice about, you know, he's like, you know, she talked about putting the suit on. And everybody said how ridiculous it looked and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, Sean, are you not going to say what I'm going to say? And I'm thinking to myself, she has boobs. You're going to tell me there's going to be a shot of Michael Myers where she's got, where they got boobs. Like, what are we talking about? Like, this is fucking insane that people legitimately, and I got rest, Deborah. I'm not insulting her. She's a woman. She had boobs. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about here? So I was flabbergasted to know 
that people legitimately thought. And then watching the documentary that I was referencing that we, you've seen the file. Synopsis, she never said it was in the movie. No. So was this, I, I don't know. Did you know that? I, I'm sure you knew more than I did. I truly was flabbergasted to think that there were people that truly believed she was in the movie. Uh, that's all I wanted to say, you know, that, that originated from 25 years of terror that I, I, I know that's where it originated from because up until that documentary, I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, people ran with that quote that she gave in that documentary and they went, Oh my God, that, that was Deborah. That was Deborah. Oh my God. It makes sense. It's a really far away shot. So like they could disguise the fact that it was somebody much shorter and a woman and they just ran with it from that point. So in that regard, it was a really, really poor choice of editing in that documentary. And it was just kind of lack of doing your research. Uh, it, you were almost like intentionally misleading people, which brings me to a broader point. Um, but yeah, no, it, that documentary caused that 100%. But the broader point is it just goes to show you Halloween needs a comprehensive documentary, like period. It just does. It needs to happen soon before everybody's dead. Yeah, I mean, you had 25 Years of Terror, which at the time was cool. At the time, it was cool. Um, but as far as, like, Never Sleep Again and, and Crystal Lake Memories, with Halloween doesn't have anything like better. that. Yeah. yeah, and I remember going to um, – I remember waiting until the day it came out on A&E, Halloween, The Inside Story. And uh, I remember watching that the night it premiered on TV, and I remember being so disappointed. Because I was like, you blocked out two hours for a brand new documentary, and it was all about the first. All movie. about the first movie. I, I still like it, about, but yes, yeah. but I know everything about that fucking movie. Everything, like you at that point, you had ten movies, and you only talked about that one. Like it yeah. was just like, come on. And then now, since you've gotten your last comprehensive documentary on the series, there's been five more movies. Like, and two. Two div totally separate eras of Halloween movies: Rob's era and the Blumhouse era. Like, there's, there's so much to talk about, and um, I just I want to see it happen. I really do. Um, and like you said, everybody's getting older. I mean, you know, John would come back for the paycheck. <laughs> He'd come back because they pay him. Um, I'm sure Jamie would too because she just did the trilogy. You know, like the, you could get all these people to talk about these movies, and you really could go in depth with stuff because. I don't know about you, man, but I'm really bummed out with new movies nowadays and their home video releases and how little you get in the way of actual special features. Like it's a making of quote unquote now is like a 10 minute featurette on a Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've noticed what Scream Factory does. They don't like do when they started. They were in a lot of their titles, you know. They like even not even on like the biggest titles, but like on the old double packs of ghoulies and ghoulies 2 that they put out in like 2015 16 they made complete making ofs and they got charlie band they got ted nicolau they got all the people involved in the, and they made like 25 minute documentaries on those movies now what they do is they like the back of the case to look full in terms of writing so now they take all those interviews instead of making a comprehensive piece of work they just separate interviews with people now the best thing they ever did is on the Evil Dead Blu-ray. They made an hour and like 20 minute documentary. And it's incredible. Um, now, the companies that still do what you want, maybe one day you'll get into some of it and f get some titles from them, is Vinegar Syndrome. On the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 4K release they did, there's an entire 
disc dedicated to just their own special features that they got they made then the other disc has everything from the past which is the way we want it people like it to where don't leave out shit like the exorcist didn't have any special features on there you keep your blu-ray if you got it uh or watch leap of faith but vinegar syndrome is the only company that dude if they put the movie out i promise you you're gonna have you're gonna learn everything you can about that well, spookies they made an hour and 40 document on the making of this movie spookies i do they I do, do all couple, that i do have a couple vinegar syndrome titles but it, it, nothing like nothing like you know i i've never really ventured uh down there but um i i do think that scream factory at least with halloween they were really good about it especially with that box set they loaded each movie with a ton of special features except for Rob Zombie's movies. And I was just about to say, the person that does it the best is Rob Zombie. His movies always come with a making of documentary. The only movie of his that has not come with a making of documentary, you guessed it, Halloween 2. Every Mm -hmm. single other one of his has a making of. And you know why? Because Rob Zombie is a home video fan. He's yep. talked about this for years and years. I remember listening to They're a classic Howard on set. They're always yeah. preparing for that. He he. I was listening to an old school Howard Stern show he did from like ninety five or something. The last White Zombie record that came out. So it was ninety six. Ninety six. The last Rob and he was doing like a, a Stern interview, and he, he talked about his vault of laser discs when he's at home watching movies, and that made me. So I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, he's a laser disc guy, too. And I think I was like, well, of course he was. You know, that's what. But it's interesting now because he's not again. He's not into 4K, apparently, you know, but. uh And he's a film fan. He's a home video fan. So, of course, he's into all that stuff, you know. Um, But that was going back to what you said about the box at Holly. That was still during the golden era of Screen Factory, for sure. So, like, that they, they what, were 2014. 2014. Okay. I had, yeah, I had just moved out. I remember I had just gotten a house with my buddies and I remember rent was about to be due and it came out and I was like, I don't give a shit. I have to have this box set. I, I have to have this yeah. box set. So I bought it. There it is right there. I still got her. It, it's still, I, love, I, I, I love still that think pumpkin. it's my Holy grail in my collection. I, I really, really do simply just for the fact that you can't get that thing cheaper than 500 bucks. Now you, you yeah. can't. Oh. And it was really the first to kind of do that kind of thing. I mean, the Friday box set's incredible. Art, artwork's insane. But um, the fact that Halloween not only did it first, but did it with so many, it, so many hurdles. It was an, it was amazing. And then getting the producer's cut. I mean, that was groundbreaking. Legally, yeah. getting the producer's cut was groundbreaking. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't. Know. There's a lot of. There's a lot of seesaw with the physical media community some people say why are you bitching about you know uh well in terms of upscaled stuff nowadays some people will say if you if you're not going to get it because of special features what's your problem like this is our dream to be able to see these incredible you know horror films in 4k and you're worried about you know the the grip talking about you know what kind of coffee they had on the third day or something and other people were like, well, there's nothing new on it. I don't give a fuck. Well, there's different kinds of physical media collectors out there, too. And you just got to figure out what, what you're into. You know, but, I've always um, been more of the um, loaded, uh, loaded features. I, I've just always been that way because I want to learn new things about a movie. You want to learn new things? If- yeah, I understand that. But, um, but that was uh, the last thing I wanted to talk. That was the last thing I wanted to talk about was just I'm flabbergasted that people really think and God rest her soul. I love Deborah Hill. 
but that Michael Myers could have had boobs on screen and nobody would have said anything or no, like it's preposterous that people legitimately believe that. And even watching those documentaries, I never once thought it was in the film. No, I really no. didn't. And actually, I, 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 Sean explained it very well. So if you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, go watch his video. It's called "Did De- Did My- Did Debra Hill Play Michael Myers in Halloween?" It's on Malfunction. It's it's a great video, and he basically says, "You guys are insanely stupid." He doesn't say that, but like the video basically is like, "You guys will believe anything." Like you guys are ridiculous. So I love that video, and I was flabbergasted. I was entertained, but I was flabbergasted watching it. That people Dude, would think it- that. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it, it's funny. I, I did a video um, last week about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2's uh, documentary that never saw the light of day. And I got a lot of comments on there of people like, what? Like, I had no idea this existed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Years ago, yeah, Rob does. was doing a, a radio interview. Um, and he said, yeah, eight hours of footage. And, uh, you know, it'll never see the light of day. His exact words were, it's, you know, locked in a vault somewhere. And, uh you know, they wouldn't allow me to release it. And it's just crazy because to that point that we were talking about, like this dude's always recording. This dude's always making sure that they're catching all of these juicy morsels and details behind the scenes because he knows he's going to put something out on physical media. He knows people are going to want to see that. I can only imagine the reason he got so much footage for H2. It was probably intentional. It had to be. He was like, I want you guys to see how fucked well i'm sure it's even better than the movie too like in terms of just like how crazy it is Mm -hmm. and i just remember sean telling me sean telling both of us like yeah dude rob would he'd get called he'd get calls from malik every day on set of h2 or he'd call malik every day on set of h2 and malik would be like the guy that buffer that would be like i don't give a shit what bob is telling you i told you you can do what you want do what you want and then it was just this back and forth and apparently you know it, it was a lot, but I had somebody in the comments and uh, I don't know if you listen to the show or not. I can't remember their username, but they had uh, posed something to me like, well, you know, Malik doesn't make the final decisions because if so, you know, this and that. No, he does. He's the owner of the property. Uh, Dimension is just the financier and the distributor. So uh, but with money the- comes power. Yes, yes, but yeah, that's, that's at the, the end of the day, the reason H2 came out the way it did, and Bob Weinstein was not happy with Halloween 2. When he saw the cut of Halloween 2, he was not happy with it, uh, but it got released anyway. You want to know why? Because Malik Akkad was like, this is my property. I told him he could do what he wanted. I remember leading up to 2018, there was this making of featurette. I believe it's on the Blu-ray of 2018, and he was talking about where Halloween was before Blanc- Jason approached him. And he said, you know, we did the Rob Zombie movies, and I'm very proud of those movies. You know, I don't regret doing those movies. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, dude, Malik, you're a fucking real one. Like, you know a bunch of fans shit on those movies. And you're like, I'm really proud of those movies. I'm happy we did those movies. And good for you, Malik. You know? Good, good for you. I in in but even more so, just learning from Sean after the fact and hearing Rob talk about it at different points over years too, like that Malik had his back. And you know, Malik was like, nah, dude, do what you want. Like I told you. A lot of people don't know. I mean, it's well documented now if you if you just research it. Malik called Rob uh when they were trying to get him back for Halloween too. Uh, and the conversation was Malik said, Look, they're gonna do this. Like Dimension's going to do this. And I'm basically, you know, I'm in a deal with them. Like, we're going to do this movie, but I want you to do it. But I'm letting you know they're going to do it without you. And Malik told him verbatim, if you come back, you can have carte blanche. Do whatever you want. 
Like I will have no guardrails for you. And that's why Rob came back. Cause he was like, Oh, so you know what else he said though? Weird. And he was like, yeah, make it weird. He, this, he, he said this on Maui too. He said that the, and the, the only other way he would agree to do it is if they didn't have to, he didn't have to do another film for Miramax. Yes. Yeah. And there was somebody that in my blew comments. Me away. He was uh, someone in the comments was like, no, he only did it because he didn't want to make a third Halloween movie. And I was like, no, 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 no. He had a three picture deal with Miramax. It didn't have to be a third Halloween movie. He said, I'll do one more Halloween movie. So I don't have to make another movie at all for you motherfuckers. And yeah, so, that's incredible. That means he yeah. really hated working for those guys. Yep. Yep. He's but like, you know, I'm the only guy that talks himself out of jobs in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> but back in 07, when Halloween comes out, and it makes $80 million and breaks the Labor Day opening weekend record, you know, for a remake of Halloween in the 2000s. That was huge. So, you know, getting him back for Halloween, too, they paid him handsomely. And I'm sure he counted that money all the way to the bank. And uh, when Malik said, you want to bring in your dead uh, wife and white horse? Yeah, do it. Let's get do it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's do it. All right, guys. So the next time you hear us, uh, we'll more than likely because of my work schedule actually will more than likely be after we've both seen saw um oh, yeah. you know we'll have to record two episodes next week because we told you guys we'd get an episode out of uh the 31 movies we well, we could honestly do that as a debrief we really could. debrief we could do a debrief next week or we'll figure it out we'll, we got it's we're always busy guys there's a lot of shit i appreciate you guys that message me and ask me when is this or when is that we're gonna get the debriefs coming I told you it'd be at least at the minimum once a month on Nick's channel. You know, we try to keep, we try to keep the weekly episodes up, um, you know, and then we try to do the debriefs and we try to do the after dark. It's a lot. Just bear with us. And then I, I have, we both have full-time jobs and a lot of shit, which we're doing our best. You know, nobody's complaining to me, but they ask and I just want them to know we're not putting it off. We really are. It's a lot of shit we're balancing. So, um, Thank you guys for another week of the You Need a Horror Podcast. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed this. This is episode 109. Uh, have a great week, guys. I think it's going to be coming out on a Friday. So if it's Friday, enjoy your weekend. Uh, Nick's got his Billy. He likes his Billy. And um, uh, Christian, if I, you say what you need to say. I want to close it out. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Just the usual bullshit I usually say. Well, guys, look. Here's the deal. In a week... This bad boy's coming back to theaters. And we can't have another spiral situation. We can't have it. Uh, the hype train for this movie is definitely real. I think a lot of you guys are going to go see this movie. Go see it. Go see this movie opening weekend. Let's contribute to the largest box office opening weekend for the Saw franchise. Because you know what that means? More Saw movies. Tobin Bell's 80 years old. We don't have him around much longer. I want more of these movies while he's still alive. So go out there. Spend your money on this damn movie break some records for Lionsgate so we can get some more. That's all I got. Go see socks.